Welcome to The Savvy Innovators, presented by BMC Software. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will help guide you to look at innovation in your business as an effective means to a more impactful digital future. Find out how innovative technology can make a difference for your enterprise. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. Thank you, sir, whoever you are. I like your voice. That's the intro for... There we go. Somebody's got a, a sound on their mic. We're getting some interference here. Let me tell you about our topic. I already gave you a little teaser here. There have been dozens of songs written with the word edge in the title. All kinds of genres, rock and blues and country. Well, I have three I'm just going to drop on you, and one of them is very pertinent to our topic today. How about Darkness on the Edge of Town by Bruce Springsteen? A lot of you probably heard of that. Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks. Ooh, Be Still My Heart. And Living on the Edge by Aerosmith. And that could be the title of our show today. But what does the word edge mean in our tech-driven world? I have a definition for you from a website called The CEO Magazine. Never heard of it till I found it. Here we go. Edge computing reduces the volumes of data to be moved data has to move, and the distance the data needs to travel for quicker movement of data, and a reduction of transmission costs. So basically, it's a good thing. That's the edge. Now, let's look at where we are in the world today. Imagine you're connected home. Come on, something must be connected. You've at least got an Alexa. I have to be quiet because she'll talk to me from the other room. Tom knows what I'm talking about. She answers everything. You're connected home, your car, your energy provider. What if they all got together and worked together to lower your energy bill, make your life more efficient, help reduce the impact on climate change? Very important today. Well, that day is coming faster than you may think. And you're asking why? How? Well, here we go. Digital transformation is factoring into the strategic planning as more business leaders, and we have four business leaders and people who work with business leaders on the panel today, as they examine their goals and how can technology help improve the products and services they already offer, as well as expanding into new areas. Got to be agile, right? As part of that digital first evolution, more enterprises and consumers, and you're all a consumer of something somewhere, are adopting edge computing and Internet of Things. Where? Well, do you have a doorbell camera? I've got a blink. They've got smartwatches. Anybody wearing one on the panel? Anybody wearing a smartwatch today? Tom has one. Anybody else? I got my notes in front. Let's see. Angela? Sam? I have Adisha? a smartwatch. Okay. There you go. There you go. And what about windmills? And what about Fleets of cars, okay, Internet of Things, there we go. Organizations in every industry are beginning to seize on the opportunities presented by what we're calling edge computing and IoT, that's Internet of Things. There's a report done by IDC in January of this year predicting worldwide edge spending will hit. Tom, are you sitting down? This is a big one. How about $176 billion this year? Sam, it's up 14.8% over last year. That's a big number. Adija, it's going to reach $274 billion by 2025, and I know Angela's surprised by that. Soon, edge and IoT infrastructure, pervasive connectivity, I think we're already pretty pervasive now, and lower tech costs will ensure that the people, devices, and the data can communicate, collaborate, and innovate efficiently, and pocketbook time affordably. So raise your hand and wave when I call your name. Sam Lacundi. Hello, Sam. Welcome to the panel. There he is. Tom Soderstrom's. Tom, welcome to have you. I, there's no S on Soderstrom. I didn't put the S there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dr. Angela Nakura. Angela, welcome. So happy to have you here. And Aditya Varma. Aditya, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to ask them for their insights on the future of Internet of Things, IoT and edge computing. And the bottom line is sooner 
than you think. And let's find out how. So welcome, 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 the Savvy Innovators. I'm sitting in front of the sign there. There we go. Shout out to Janelle and Stephanie and Hannah at BMC. I'll give their wonderful last names at the end of the show when I do gratitude. And thank you to Gabe, our engineer at Voice America Business. Let's get started. It's time for introductions. Sam, would you please do me the honor? Take about three minutes. That's our three-minute rule here, so everybody gets time to talk. Sam, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do at BMC, a little bit about your past, if you want to share that, your professional past. And Sam, what is exciting to you about this topic? Why are you here? Go ahead. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, my name is Sam Lacundi. I am the Vice President of Innovation at BMC. And BMC is a 42-year-old software company that has, uh, uh, is, is a pure software vendor, has been uh, around uh, uh, doing, uh, helping customers. We have over 10,000 to 12,000 customers around the world, and they use our software every day to run their business. Um, my background in, uh, in, in the topic that we're going to talk about is I've had a long career in this, uh, in this field. Uh, but more importantly, on the edge computing part, I have had an opportunity to work uh, with many customers around the world. Um, I was part of a different organization and you know, multiple organizations where the focus was on uh, this very topic. And, uh, you know, I've had the privilege of uh, working uh, with, with customers. And so a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about today is not only from my experience on three years ago, but literally this week, right? And as I, I sit uh, and speak with you, I'm actually in LATAM uh, in Brazil, where uh, we, I want to talk a little bit about what we are doing, not only in uh, the advanced nations, but also the emerging nations. And why I'm passionate about this program is about the fact that I think like this topic says, the future is coming. Um, and I, I don't know if we are all ready for it, but you know, when, when I work with technology and, uh, and our partners and our customers, I hear the use cases and I'm super excited. I'm, I'm excited to share uh, with my colleagues here on this call what we are doing and uh, provide some insights. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Sam. Thank you so much. Very glad to have you. You're in Brazil. I said this is an international panel. It could be not only where you're from originally, but where you are today. And we're going to find out. Tom Soderstrom, you are up next. Tom, welcome. And I want you to be sure when you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your years at NASA, because I think people will be very excited to hear that. Hint, hint. Tom, welcome. Go ahead. Hence the clever standard background, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think the background is highly relevant. Uh, it's beautiful. It's actually perfect, right? It's it's not cloudy. It's it's in the vision of up there. Okay, Tom, go ahead. Introduce I'm yourself. I'm actually beaming to you from Mars. Uh, <laughs> the connection is pretty good here. Uh, it's a little hard to breathe. Uh, no, my name is Tom Soderstrom. Uh, I am director of chief technologist for uh, Amazon Web Services. And uh, I have been here for two years. Uh, so chief technologists are the really technical people, but they also understand the business outcomes. And I agree with Sam. It's all about the outcomes of what we're going to do with uh, Internet of Things. So my background is uh, I work for NASA, uh, for Jet Propulsion Laboratory uh, of NASA. And uh, I think we will soon be talking about not just Internet of Things, but Internet of Space Things, Internet of Medical Things, Internet of Military Things, Internet of Cool Things. Well, it's all cool. Um, so I think it's uh, the numbers you mentioned uh, from 776 billion to 274 billion. 
the number of devices uh, are growing to uh, about 30 billion, give or take, in 2025. But that's 30 billion connected devices. So when you think about all those connections, that's a lot of connections. It's many, many more than there are people. Uh, I did a count at home, uh, just how many connected devices do we have? And we're like 30. And six of them are Alexas. I'm going to wake up your Alexa. Uh, I have so, earbuds and she can't hear you talking. So luck, luckily she's in the other room. Go ahead, Tom. So one of the things we do is, uh, so chief technologists are, is the chief technologist for a global or major area geographically in the world. So we look at trends and uh, one of the global trends and we help them work for customers. As you know, AWS is all about scale and it's all about global. And we have put together the eight uh, global trends uh, in industry. And every single one touches on Internet of Things. So I can go into what they are later, but it's really, uh, it's our future. And it's about being able to take all these devices and make them do interesting things on our behalf. So. Thank you very much. What was it like working at NASA? Was that a really super exciting job, Tom? It's so cool. So in, in the end, my head is now in the cloud, but my heart is still in space. Uh, it's really the next uh, frontier, and uh, it's coming, as you said, sooner than you think. It it's is. very. That, it's that the one place where you can go and talk about, you know, is there life out there without being at a bar and drinking beer? It's actually in the conference <laughs> room, and you're figuring out if it's how can we find it. I didn't know we had a comedy routine on the show today. I appreciate that, Tom. That was very good. Thank you very much. Jet propulsion. There he was. Okay, let's move on. Thank you and welcome. Angela, we're so happy to have you here. Angela is in the, uh, you're, are you in the Alps? I'm looking at your picture in your background. Where are we, Angela? Yes, Bonnie. We are in the Alps of Switzerland. Here you are. Beautiful place Beautiful. on the planet. And tell uh, us absolutely. about who you are and what you're excited. By the way, I, I bought a Quest headset about six months ago, and I have taken hot virtual hot air balloon rides over Lake Lucerne in Switzerland and oh, seen the beautiful. view and the diamond sparkling of the lake, and it's just gorgeous. And I, I lived in Switzerland for a while, but the, the Alps are just gorgeous. Angela, tell us who you are. What's your passion for the topic? Welcome. Thank you very much, Bonnie, and uh, hello, everyone. It's uh, uh, Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure to uh, to be on this show. Exciting topic, very exciting topic with a lot of impact and potential. And happy to share with you uh, my passion and enthusiasm today in this show. So, as a way of introduction, uh, I am my name is Angela Nicuara. I am a professor of computer science at Lucerne University of Applied Sciences uh, in the beautiful Switzerland. Uh, here is a photo from the top of the mountains. I took it uh, a short time ago, and um, I am basically uh, uh, leading the IoT Innovation Lab uh, here in the university, as well as uh, driving the IoT systems and software research. In addition, I have been uh, uh, building and driving uh, IoT systems and software uh, curriculum, teaching curriculum, uh, where in this field we actually uh, uh, build uh, uh, practical, hands-on experience in the IoT systems and software field where we teach our students to, uh, to, to be prepared and join the companies uh, of our leaders here on the market. Um, related to my background, uh, I have a deep technical uh, background. I have a, a PhD in computer science from ETA Zurich. I have over 19 year, years of experience in both academia and research. 
and I had the privilege to work and uh, and advance uh, research, innovation, and technologies in this uh, IoT uh, systems and software in mobiles, uh, distributed systems over uh, multiple uh, companies. And just to mention some of you, uh, Intel Labs, uh, Deutsche Telekom, uh, ETH Zurich, uh, and uh, and uh, Switzerland as well. As well here. Um, I am passionate for uh, the area of IoT and uh, uh, edge computing. That's because uh, I believe this uh, this is the hot time and area like uh, Tom and uh, and uh, already uh, Sam mentioned uh, is it's uh, I believe it's the the largest computing uh, revolution that will penetrate basically all industries. And uh, it's an incredible uh, potential in this field. Uh, the innovation is advancing very fast. And uh, the, the, the exciting part is that we are at the borderline of advancing research and innovation and working closely with industry uh, partners and companies to bring this uh, leading research to their businesses, which helps them mm -hmm. to improve and, and advance their, uh, their, uh, their businesses and, and uh, influence the people's day-to-day -day life. That's the passion and exciting behind it. And, uh, and uh, I feel a lot of uh, impact in the years to come in this field. Thank you very much, Angela. Angela and I met on a prep call a week ago, disclosure to everybody, and we decided that I'm an earlier woman in tech than Angela, but we both have many, many years. I was a programmer. Tom, I was a programmer analyst back in the day of key punching when the programmer was also the analyst. And when we, we input our code, Sam, on a 80-column uh, Hollerith card it was called and carried around boxes of cards that the computer operator would load in to a chute in front of the computer with job control language jcl and then the program hopefully would execute it angela i think you're a little bit following me but i'm very honored to have you here today angela you're an inspiration and your background is extremely impressive so thank you very much for having me bonnie greatly appreciate Thank you, thank you. We we appreciate people who are leaders, a STEM leader. We, we were around before they even knew what STEM was, right, Tom? Way long ago. Yeah, we were we were doing it, Angela. Okay, we have one more panelist. Aditya, you've been so patient with me. You are last but certainly not least. We're delighted to have you, Aditya. Aditya Varma. I'm putting you at risk of, of freezing here. At risk, I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please tell us who you are, what you do, and what's your passion for the topic? Go ahead, Aditya. Hello, Bonnie and uh, friends. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, Bonnie, you know, I would like to put it across as you have saved, uh, uh, you know, the best for the last. So here I am. <laughs> right. Well done. Now, <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a hardcore uh, information operations and uh, communication technology professional with uh, 20 plus years of uh, diverse tech experience uh, in the government sector. I have a base in uh, information and operational technology, pursuing efficiency, security, scalability, performance issues in IT and OT infra on the field. I specialize in uh, mobile platform uh, communications, uh, operating in different dimensions, uh, which uh, happens to be uh, part of the job. Uh, industry 4.0 and IoT are personally of a lot of interest to me because uh, I feel they are a key enabler of future growth and progress uh, for the human race. Uh, today, uh, you know, we talk about all AI-enabled automated world where our daily activities would be taken over by bots and robots uh, to a large extent, right? Uh, 
But uh, this all revolves around the quality of data, which is available for consumption and crunching. Yes. Uh, so, so it's all about uh, getting uh, high quality real time data from the field, from the edge, raw or semi-processed as the case may be, to be consumed uh, for multifaceted use cases. Well, this uh, is my present area of interest and expertise. Uh, wherein I, uh, with my highly motivated and focused team, are formulating and uh, testing use cases which can meaningfully deploy edge IoT devices in the field. When I say field, well, it is on the land, it is on the water, under the water, in the air, and soon in space, the final frontier. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, we all are living on the edge. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you. you said that data is for consumption and crunching. In all my years of being in tech, I've never heard it put exactly that way. Has anybody else heard it put exactly that way? Consumption and crunching. You, you just coalesced the, the action verbs for, for, for what we do with data. And yes, data quality, of course. I've done other shows on, on the quality of data. How fresh is it? How valid is it? What insights can you glean for it? Are they actionable? But where does the data come from? And is it good data? That's really what we're talking about. So thank you all. Pleasure to have you all here. I'm impressed with your backgrounds. I feel like I'm in very esteemed company here. Speaking of esteemed company, let's go to the part of the show where I've asked each of you to please send me a quote that has nothing to do with our topic from a fictional TV or movie character or a song lyric. We've got a little bit of everything today. And then you're going to take your, let's take two minutes instead of three because we have so much to talk about on the topic and it's already 20 after having fun with the with the bios and the openings. So I'm going to read the quote with a tiny bit of background, not too much, and then I'll ask you to explain in your own words what it has to do with our topic. Sam Lacundi has picked a quote from Martin Seamus, Marty McFly, played by Michael J. Fox, the movie of of course, Back to the Future, 1985 American sci-fi comedy franchise. I thought of it more as sci-fi than comedy. Just so you know, uh, the character was named one of the, I think, the 12th greatest fictional character in the history of movies by one of the magazines. I don't have it here. Um, uh, the movie won Best Sound Editing, Highest Grossing Movie of 1985. And here we go. Oh, yeah. Protagonist Marty McFly is Empire Magazine's 12th greatest movie character of all time. Sam, here's the line you picked. I love this. I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. Sam, talk to me. Two minutes. Great quote. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I love, uh, first of all, I love that movie. I don't know who, who doesn't. Um, but uh, what I picked that line is because, you know, he, he breaks into a tune uh, in 1965, uh, I think on a song that he's living in, right? Um, and and it's way out in the future. And he, you know, I mean, naturally, I think if if people like that movie and they recall that that uh, that particular scene, he just goes crazy and 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 uh, breaks out into like this really futuristic tune, and the the crowd is stunned. They they see his moves, they see the music, they see how fast it is, and and they they're just staring at him and he doesn't get it and then he realizes oh my god this is a song from the future i'm singing in the past and uh, so he has that line which basically says exactly that he said you know what uh, i think your kids are going to love this right and and it is right and it, it was a big hit uh, but how i relate that to our topic here is because i think there's a lot of things right like like tom said 
um, it's a internet of space now, right? It's a, it's not the internet of things or internet of machines. So, and that's really where we are today as well, right? So I think when we look at this, um, I, I see that things that we are doing today basically are things that are uh, are going to be a, a shocker to the, the next generation of, of folks that are going to be uh, consume these technologies. So I think there are things that we are already doing today, and especially when I work with our partner AWS, I, you know, I had an opportunity to go to one of their futuristic shows, and and I was blown away by the things that they are doing, right? And you know, as a technologist myself, being being uh, knowing what happens today and what our customers are doing, uh, I, I was able to get an insight of what others and companies like AWS are doing. Uh, and, and of course, our our uh, my, our customer here in Aditya, I, I hear some of his use cases. And as a BMC, uh, as a company, I, I look at this and say, wow, our customers are way ahead of our thinking. And so how do we uh, capture that? So that's, you know, my coloration. So. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Another quote people love from that movie is Doc Brown, Doc Emmett Brown, Christopher Lloyd says, where we're going, we won't need roads. That's another yes. very favorite one. Thank you very much. Tom Soderstrom has picked a scene from Star Trek Four IV. Anybody who doesn't know Roman numerals, that's four. The Voyage Home, 1986, the year after, interesting, Tom, the year after the other movie, American Sci-Fi film. It was directed by Leonard Nimoy. I didn't know that. That was Spock. I can't do too much of that. Anyway, the scene is Scotty, played by James Duhan, says, computer, computer. He's handed a mouse and he looks at, ah, hello, computer. And Dr. Nichols, played by Alex Hentelhoff, says, just use the keyboard. Scotty says, the keyboard. How quaint. <laughs> Tom, yeah, so it's, it's brilliant. Uh, it's one of my favorite. In fact, in many of my talks, I include that clip. Uh, it always lightens the mood. But it's much more than that. It's like what Sam said. It's uh, you're you're seeing the future today. So when I was at JPL, I was the chief technology and innovation officer, and we started experimenting with Internet of Things, and uh, we did a lot of use cases. And we realized that once we could talk to the room, so we used Alexa at scale, uh, and. Uh, that didn't exist, but we made it work. And then that became Alexa work, et cetera. So when you could talk to the room, you can do all kinds of things. It frees the human imagination. Uh, you don't have to type on a keyboard or be single threaded. We did things like uh, dive into all the security problems by just talking to Alexa and moving things around on the screen by talking to it. So all of that, um, it's the use cases. So it's became a smart enterprise. And a smart enterprise is consisting of a whole bunch of devices that can talk to each other and you can collect all this information, put it in the cloud, run machine learning and reinforcement learning on it, push it back out to these new devices, faster chips, et cetera. And it was uh, mind boggling what we could do. Some of our experiments, the return on investment was three days. Uh, for safety in labs, uh, water savings, electricity savings, et cetera. What was missing? Wow, was, go ahead. <laughs> what wow. was missing and what's so exciting about this show that you're doing and we are doing today is the scale. There's exponential curves. There are is much faster bandwidth with 5G and soon 6G. We'll talk about that. Uh, the cloud, uh, much faster and cheaper devices. We built many of our own, but you can buy them. And then machine learning algorithms with reinforcement learning to push out to these new uh, edge devices. So then the machine learning happens at the edge. 
in space, which is, of course, where my heart is. Uh, very exciting future. So that's why I picked that one, because the natural user interface is really the key to getting the, uh, the ap applications going and people caring about it. People caring about it. Isn't that one of the keys to all of this, Tom, and everybody? You can have all the brilliant ideas, all the inventions, right, Sam? Everything can happen, and you say, wow, the latest, greatest. You can have it, but if people don't care about it, if it doesn't speak to them, right, Tom? Their passion, yeah. their heart, their need, the question is, do I need more efficiency in my life? Do I need more connectivity? Do I really need that thing? Do my kids, do my relatives really need that device for whatever holiday they're celebrating? Do they care? I think that that's the human component that we often miss in these conversations. We have big business conversations, but do people care? How do you get them to care? Wasn't Steve Jobs the master of getting people to yeah. want what they didn't know what they wanted? Yes. Okay, if, let's move on. Can Go ahead. Just yes, please. Something to my friend Sam here. He's sure. doing a lot of interesting use cases, and the caring is, is, of course, important, but proving that it pays dividends is key. So I think Sam's Innovation Lab is doing some really interesting things there. Thank you. Very interesting. Yes, does it pay? You got, got to make a profit. Somebody's got to make a living and you got to pay the bills, right? Okay. Angela, you have a wonderful quote here. This is very timely. It's from Pete Maverick Mitchell, played by Tom Cruise, who is back in the sequel to the original movie. And he's speaking with Nick Goose Bradshaw, played by Anthony Edwards, who I remember as a doctor on the early TV show ER, if anybody remembers ER, George Clooney, Juliana Margulies, Anthony Edwards, wow. Anyway, uh, this is from Top Gun, 1980, all the movies. Sam, 1985, Tom picked a movie from 86, Angela picked a movie from 86. What's going on with the 80s? I don't know where we are. We're talking about the future here? Okay, American action drama and Tom Cruise, of course. These are two uh, US, they're on the aircraft carrier USS Enterprise. They're naval aviators and they're given the chance to train at the US Navy's Fighter Weapons School at the Navy, Naval Air Station in Miramar, San Diego, California. Okay, and here's the quote. I feel the need, the need for speed. Now, Pete Maverick Mitchell says the first part and then Goose chimes in with the second and I believe in the sequel, which just debuted, uh, Top Gun Maverick debuted at the Cannes Film Festival in May of this year, Angela. I believe they used the line in the movie again and again and a lot of people say it. I feel the need, the need for speed. Angela, what does this have to do with our topic? Go ahead. Awesome, awesome. So Bonnie is an excellent, uh, excellent quote and a wonderful movie and I wanted to point out this code for the show because I believe as a great fit with uh, with this this topic and 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 the vision for the future so imagine imagine this uh you know IOT and edge computing uh, field and yeah this IOT has been adopted in so many areas in in our day-to-day -day life uh, smart homes from from uh, to, to to our way to work in the cars transportation uh buildings uh, city manufacturing uh, offices and so on and so they, this, this, this devices and this, this explosion of, of devices have been grown so fast over the over the last years. So just to be uh, uh, maybe to 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 think about this um, uh, more uh, more specifically from IDS uh, IDC um, uh, Trust Reliable Market Analyzer, they estimate about forty two billion devices by end of uh, twenty twenty five, and they are connected like uh, like Tom already mentioned. So these are connected devices and they are deployed in all these areas. And uh, the most important part here is how you can make them smoothly talk to each other. How do you create this experience? How do you imagine a world where they uh, they, they fluently 
con uh, connect, they transfer the data, they save energy, they uh, they uh, they uh, they have this uh, smooth communication and transmission of the data. And uh, like also Tom mentioned, uh, most importantly is having this uh, this this uh, intelligent pre-processing of this data at the edge, and not transferring everything to the to the cloud where uh, all the data will be processed there. So the need for speed and the need for for this uh, efficient networks, uh, efficient uh, uh, um, uh, infrastructures on the on the earth, uh, like uh, already Tom briefly mentioned about five G. Uh, I see the 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 uh, the drive to six G going forward and more and more going to to the space and IoT in the space is such a hot topic. I love about this and this is something that it's going to come and it's going to come faster than we ever think. And looking forward to share more more insights into this. All That's right. the theme of the show today, Angela, is sooner than you think, faster <laughs> than you think. And people say the future is already here. Well, it's coming very, very quickly. And that's what we're talking about, Edge and IoT. My notes just froze, so I'm going to continue. Aditya, I'm looking at your quote here. I'm going to read it from my printed out notes. We're having a little Mac freezing problem here. Aditya sent us a quote. Well, I already cited this in the beginning in my opening, Living on the Edge, song by American hard rock band Aerosmith. We've moved to 1993. So Aditya, I'm going to let you talk about what this has to do with our topic. I think we know. Aditya, go ahead. Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, uh, so, uh, well, uh, I love rock music and Aerosmith is an all-time favorite. Uh, the title of the song, Living on the Edge, uh, though set in an entirely different context, if you see actually, uh, you know, when uh, the song was staged, it very aptly describes the situation on ground today all of us are in. We are all living on the edge. Fast approaching deadlines, the information decision action loop becoming smaller with each uh, passing day. Veracity of uh, high velocity, high volume streaming data to be confirmed, consumed, numbers to be crunched for actionable insights and in-depth visibility. The, the pressure to deliver is intense. So life on the edge is challenging. There is historically information darkness on the edge. The edge is traditionally considered remote, hard to reach, vulnerable, and subject to penetration and threats. Getting data flowing from the edge to the core at high throughput and with minimal latency is every government and enterprises challenge today. We all would agree Infinite data is equal to infinite opportunities and infinite possibilities. But how do we handle this data? So use cases for edge IoT are endless. A data operation use case can create a diverse actionable insights today with the right real-time data. Real-time, I would stress on that. Today is the era of the autonomous digital enterprise, and I'm sure Sam would agree with that on me. Organizations which are highly agile focus on a customer-centric experience and ensure right data at the right time via the right channel. So the need of the day 
is to serve and anticipate customer needs by implementing change to culture, process, and thinking. So that is why people, we are living on the edge and there is no slowing down. <laughs> Thank you very much. And one of my first songs I drummed on stage six weeks after starting drum lessons four years ago, Adija, was a song by Aerosmith, Dream On. And I was with a band, an adult band from the School of Rock here in, in Durham and Cary, North Carolina. And I had no idea about Aerosmith music, but I got through it. And it was a lot of fun on stage in front of about 100 people. And there I was, a newbie. So Aerosmith means something to me, but living on the edge, I'm going to have to learn that one. Thank you all for your great quotes. We're going to move ahead. It's already 34 after, but we have really been dipping into the topic even before we got to the formal roundtable. So I think what I'm going to do is change the rules a little bit here. Instead of going around, I'm, Sam, I'm going to read a statement from you. I put it in the chat for you. I'm going to have you take three minutes, expand the topic, unpack it as we say, Sam. And then instead of having everybody agree or disagree, I'll have each of you raise your hand if you want to agree or disagree. If you want to disagree or agree, if you have something to say and keep it to two minutes, I want to make sure we get to one statement from each of you because we're running tight on time already, but this is a great conversation. Janelle, we need part two with the same panel because there's too much to talk about in 57 minutes. Okay, I've made my hint to the, yes, to the team. Okay, Sam Lakundi says, first, uh, Sam, you got to keep this tight, but this is great. He says, there are four key factors to a successful IoT strategy. One, identifying business opportunities, yeah. Two, implementation and operation, yeah. Three, risk management ongoing, uh-huh. And four, the tech lifecycle management. Tom, can you, re Sam, can you reduce that to three? minutes please Sam yeah so um what uh, what I meant by that was the fact that you know naturally identifying a, a business opportunity uh because you know when you talk about IOT uh, I, I just had an opportunity to visit it just I, I, you know a lot of it what I base is on customer interactions right and and like Tom said earlier on the outcomes that we are trying to deliver right and and uh, Aditya here is our customer, and I can and talk about some of the opportunities we are dealing with, with him and working with him on, and, and some things that I'm uh, doing myself currently, right? So we went to an IRS agency yesterday to for for conversation, and and naturally it has nothing to do with IoT, but suddenly you know that opportunity became uh, something about uh, an, a business opportunity that they have. And, and you see, this is really, you know, very relevant to the topic. And in, when we are talking about IRS and finances and taxes, they said, hey, wait a minute. You know, one of the things that we don't get, because they live on the you know, border of Uruguay and Paraguay and, and Argentina and so on, they have a lot of trucks coming in, which are not paying appropriate taxes because they're bringing the goods in and, 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 and so on and so on. So they said, hey, one of our biggest initiatives is to actually start putting all sorts of weight sensors and camera sensors and all these things so that we can pull in um, you know, that kind of revenue. So you, know, you see that's identifying a business opportunity in a place that you know, typically you walk in there, you're looking at finances and taxes and how we are able to implement some of that, but that's a, a business opportunity. And then there's an implementation and, and operation, which is a fact that how do I go and implement something like this? Because this is something that I need to buy tie back to the revenue services, right? And then that's how you tax the companies that are coming in with these trucks and 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 the weight machines and are they are they in regulatory compliance and so on and so on. And that's really um, the risk management of ongoing, right? You're dealing with like three other countries, which are your borders, Paraguay, Uruguay, and Argentina. You don't want to 
piss off their governments by taxing them more and so on and so on. And that's, you know, that, that risk management, which is ongoing. And then the tech life cycle management is, you know, naturally, as we start doing autonomous vehicles, as they start coming in, uh, as we start looking at new ways of cameras that are more smarter and, you know, does that technology uh, embed itself in into what we are trying to accomplish with this goal, right? So that's that's really where my um, thank focus you, was. thank you. That was a good. I don't know the word is primer or primer on on the overview of what we're talking about here. Does anybody want to comment on what Sam said? Agree or disagree? I'm going to open it up rather than going around and calling on everybody. Tom, anything you want to say? Angela, Aditya, oh. no, no pressure. Tom, go ahead. Uh, I just want to say I completely agree. And one of the key things that we observe is the experimentation, uh, the willingness to try something and it doesn't necessarily work, but it leads to something else. So that's the need for speed right there. Ah, Angela, see how he pulled in your quote, Tom? Very, very, see the quotes become Perfect. part of the conversation. That's why I include the quotes. That was really cool. Okay. Tom, let's go to you. I've picked statement number four. With industrial IoT, Internet of Things, industrial companies can digitize processes, transform business models, and improve performance and productivity while decreasing waste. So timely, Tom. In a few years, we will all have a digital twin of our enterprise. And he says three words, build yours now. Tom, can you unpack this for us, please? Sure. I'm going to start with another uh, quote. What does love have to do with it? So I'm going to say, what does the metaverse have to do with it? I'm going to tie that in here. Um, so the, it, the idea is to experiment at scale and industrial IoT is uh, at scale by definition. So I want to give a use case where we see all of these trends coming. Uh, you're sitting in the metaverse and the metaverse is not where avatars party. It's where you will do your real work. So you have your augmented reality glasses on and you get notified that there is a problem in one of your factories. <laughs> How about that? Okay, so maybe you have an augmented reality glass on. Uh, so you see that there is a problem, you click on it in the digital twin, uh, you see that there's a valve leaking. You turn the valve in your digital twin and it turns it in a factory and it fixes the problem. So how does that work? It works because you have a digital twin of the robot that reports to a digital twin of the factory, that reports to a digital twin for the enterprise, that reports to a digital twin for the country. And we think that that's the real future here. And a digital twin is not just a model, it's the actual data from the physical devices being reflected digitally. And when you think about uh, trucks uh, or trains, if you could do the maintenance, predictive maintenance, before it breaks, you save a lot of money. If you think about sustainability, being able to either assess a carbon tax or carbon credits, that has everything to do with this, these digital twins. So AWS has something we call a smart territory framework where we do this at scale worldwide. It's coming out of France uh, and it's, it's going well. It's using open source, which we also believe in. Um, so you can start with, if you can do all this, you can now have the digital twin. What if you could inject faults into it? What if you could say, what if this breaks? What if that valve leaks? What do I do? So what you can then do is use all this data, the digital twins, use machine learning and reinforcement learning to process millions of parameters at the same time in the big cloud 
and then push the finished uh, solution out and don't deploy it until it's perfected. We did this with uh, teaching the open source rover how to drive on Mars, the JPL and AWS, and it worked amazingly well. So we think that this, uh, we have tools you can start experimenting with now. Some of them are called Twin Maker to make the digital twin, Robo Runner to build your robot, Robo, uh, Robo Maker to build your robot, Robo Runner to combine different types of robots so you can control them and measure them. And simply put, IoT, because of sustainability, is can save our planet. And that's why we need to experiment right away. Thank you. That was interesting. I could have listened to that one all day long. Tom, have you heard what the factory of the future will be? Who will run the factory of the future? Do you know? I, I have an answer. Do you know? Um, I think it's going to be cobots. It's going to be some people and some robots and AWS gonna, fulfillment centers. Already I'm going to tell you who. It's going to be one man or woman and a dog. Do you know why? <laughs> The man will be there to, or the person will be there to feed the dog, and the dog will be there to make sure the human being doesn't touch anything. <laughs> that's that's been around for a long, long time. I'm, I'm sorry, Tom. I didn't mean any disrespect, but I had to tell you that that's been around for a long, long time. Anybody want to agree or disagree with Tom before I move on to a statement from Angela? Sam, oh, did yes. you Angela? Go ahead. Uh, absolutely, uh, I, I couldn't agree more with Tom, and. Uh, uh, especially in the field where I work, uh, uh, the elements at times are so difficult. And uh, especially when you are uh, deployed on the edge, right? When you're deployed in field, uh, it is very difficult to actually have the man who's actually behind the machine to actually be on ground there because it can be lethal, it can be dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. It can be the elements, it can be high temperature, it can be heat, it can be, uh, ex it can be explosive, right? So, uh, the uh, the concept of a digital twin is extremely promising. We are uh, doing our groundwork over there somewhere. Uh, you could uh, be looking at uh, critical machinery on board an aircraft, a ship, uh, a heavy uh, vehicle, uh, working in a mine. It could be something happening deep underwater, deep sea mining, wherein actually you could be doing, uh, you know, the defect identification or the defect rectification or even simulating simulating things as uh, tom uh, brought out so fantastic thank you thank, thank you. you very much uh angela please go ahead so maybe one point to mention so on on uh on top tom side so i see a lot of potential for digital twins from uh, uh, very high potential also for example in manufacturing field uh one of the aspect there is imagine that you know this these machines are generating immense amount of data uh, very, very frequently, right? We consider we produce uh, all kinds of products in the, in the real factories. And uh, the idea and the value behind uh, this digital twin is that maybe some of the, these machines may not be all the time connected to the internet, may not have mm -hmm. all the live connectivity, right? So all this intelligence that all this pre-processing can be done uh, at, at the edge with, uh, with intelligent algorithms, uh, um, pre-processing the data and so on. And whenever this internet connectivity comes, all this information will automatically transfer to the cloud and for pre-processing and for uh, for bringing further to the next level. And that's where Amazon uh, uh, cloud will be a, a great thing, Microsoft cloud and all the other uh, cloud platforms that are there. So this is a great uh, um, areas of innovation and advancement in the field. And I totally agree with uh, Tom Visions and, uh, and ideas. Thank you very much. 
Good topic, Tom. Let me move on. Angela, you're up next. I have statement number four, and it's very long. I'm just going to read a little bit and have you unpack it for us. Angela says, connected devices generate massive amounts of IoT data. Demands on the availability and role of this data will drive industry across a variety of domains to adopt more intelligent IoT architectures, distributed computing technologies, and IoT-specific edge networks to develop implement and employ. I'm going to stop there because there's a lot more. Angela, why don't you finish unpacking this for us, please, in your own words. Thank you, Bonnie. So uh, from from uh, my my experience and working closely with multiple companies on this cutting edge innovation and research in the IoT field in multiple areas, we see, uh, we see a lot of, um, uh, let's say, uh, potentially extremely important to have in no matter what area, right? It's, it's manufacturing, or, uh, or trans, uh, transportation or smart buildings and so on. What I see extremely important in all of these aspects is how to build an, a, an intelligent end-to-end -end architecture uh, where all these, uh, these um, uh, you know, components are deployed at the edge where they are clever enough to uh, pre-process the data. And like uh, I think Tom briefly mentioned before, uh, this, this, this data, these this devices, they generate massive amount of data, but it's all about the role of the data and the quality of the data. Is the data clean? Is the data valuable? Is this data really needs to be monitored continuously? Or what is the most important data for the needs that will bring the value to the next level. That's one aspect of it. And the second is the role, the, the demand of this availability and the role of this data will drive the, the future architectures, um, the intelligence IoT end-to-end -end from edge to gateway to, 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 to the cloud, to the uh, cloud platforms. Um, they will drive the, the computing, uh, distributed computing technology scalability is, is extremely important and very, uh, very well for for uh, uh, a massive dist uh, distribution, as well as as um, uh, how do you uh, deploy them uh, end to end? And maybe one aspect, uh, Bonnie, here on top of this, it's all about uh, uh, extremely important is it's it's security end to end, and this is an entire hot topic of discussion. Yes. And yes. I just want to mention here, security is the biggest challenges in IoT from my perspective and point of view. Uh, if if we don't have a secure system, you know, if you don't trust, the, let's say, the small data, you can't trust the big data, right? So uh, everything has to be secure end-to-end -end from edge to transmission of the data to uh, cloud processing to, to uh, completely end-to-end -end in such a way that uh, that everything is secure and and uh, and and this will drive the adoption of IoT IoT, which then will become an IoT uh, uh, reality. Thank you. And as far as security goes, all I can say is we can only hope. That's my thought. Uh, who would like to comment? Sam, Tom, Aditya, anyone, anybody would like? Tom, go ahead. Comment on yeah, Angela, I, please. I, I love what you said there. I, I, I so agree with it. And what it, it points out an opportunity for everybody who's listening. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Sun Microcomputer that said the network is the computer. It's now going to where the network is the enterprise. But you have to understand all of these networking technologies and the security of them. Anything from a low rare WAN on MQTT to 5G, 6G. And I see a lack of people who are integrating all these things so that the various devices can talk to each other at scale. Uh, and you're absolutely right about the architectures and the security. So completely agree. 
Thank you Thank very much. You. Angela, Thank briefly, I, we have seven minutes well, left. I want to get to Aditya, but go ahead, Angela, comment, please. Bonnie, just, uh, just a very yes. short thing, which I think is extremely uh, um, attractive and, and very important to keep in mind. Uh, there are many uh, you know, products out there where the security is maybe implemented as an add-on. Uh, and one of the things that I would uh, like to point very, very much, and I consider this extremely important in IoT end-to-end -end secure systems, is to have the security in mind from the beginning. When you actually build up the hardware architectures, build up the software architectures, and have this in mind from ground zero and not as an add-on. And that's where I consider extremely important. And many, I think, uh, uh, many, many, you know, companies and products out there, they will think if they will be hacked, then they will take security to one step further. And I think this is extremely hot and important. And I and I repeat, we can only hope. Okay, <laughs> there All you right. go, Aditya. We've got six minutes left before we have to close, and I want to get this statement in for you. Statement number one, important, and this is where you come from. The public sector is historically late to the game of adopting emergent technology, but Internet of Things, IoT, and edge computing are making a big difference for government organizations to accelerate their digital transformation. This is good news, right, Aditya? Go ahead, take your three minutes and then we'll do a quick agree or disagree. Aditya? Absolutely, uh, Bonnie, I couldn't agree uh, more. Uh, so the public sector traditionally waits and watches when a new technology is rolled out in the market. The reason for this passive active approach is debatable, but it may be sheer moment of inertia towards accepting transformational change, which on ground requires multiple levels of bureaucratic approvals, or more so because the changes uh, the changes, uh, the changeover for federal uh, organizations are generally large scale and any new technology would be adopted only once it has been observed to have matured and uh, evaluated to have accrued significant benefit in the industry. Uh, most importantly, uh, it has to be in consonance uh, with the present government policies of the country. So I would say that uh, government organizations may may be seemingly cautious while uh, deliberating on uh, adopting a disruptive new technologies like uh, Internet of Things, edge computing, blockchain, non-fungible tokens, the metaverse, the digital twin, uh, twin uh, what have you. But uh, they are definitely looking at it. However, things are changing and the government organizations are looking at use cases for integration of digital technology into all areas of the business of governance. Fundamentally, changing uh, how they presently operate and uh, deliver value to the public. So uh, the government organizations have started introspecting and they're actually asking, how can we do it better? Uh, this is where IoT and uh, edge computing are coming in, unifying the IT and the OT data and the industry 4.0 edge for deeper visibility and uh, actionable insights. This is making a big difference for government organizations, helping accelerate their digital transformation initiatives. The digital uh, transformation process integrates digital to the old legacy model. Well, because we are the public sector, right? And adapts it to make it work faster, better, quicker, and cheaper. So the present use cases are breaking down the data silos of legacy systems which have serviced the government levels of hierarchy in a stovepipe uh, stove fashion to date. The IoT devices, smart sensors, and edge compute 
promise to break the silos and connect the edge to the cloud and to the core by providing AIML code and serverless or edge server processing power to the numerous edge IoT devices and smart sensors. The ability to collect, aggregate, and analyze data at the point of its inception with the minimal latency for mission critical applications is the essence of edge IoT and government organizations have understood this. Thank you very much. I feel the need, the need for speed, right, Adija? See, Angela, yes, that quote was just perfect for awesome. so much of our topic. We <laughs> have about two minutes left till I have to do my gratitude statement. So uh, I'm going to ask for a closing sentence from each of you. And here's the question to that. Well, actually, a closing question is, if we met again one year from today, would we still be saying the same things about edge computing and IoT? Yes or no? And one short sentence, why? We're literally at the end. Uh, let's start with you, Sam. One year from today, would we have a different approach or the same same topics? Would we be able to reuse our statements? Yes or no, and why? Go. Um, yes, and uh, the reason is because the edge is is what you do, right? I mean, in my hand, I have something that considers this as the edge, right, which sits in a car, or this something like this that sits, you know, literally at the edge, a ruggedized device that sits on the edge, and these are things that are working in our benefit. Uh, which I think will accelerate what we are talking about today, a year from now. Thank you very much. Tom Soderstrom, what, yes or no, and one sentence, just one sentence. Yes, and uh, just like we compare iPhone uh, and Google Android apps, we will compare uh, solutions that we have done at the edge. Thank you. Brief and to the point. Angela, what do you think? Yes or no, and one sentence, why? Yes. I see the explosion of edge computing is going to continue to grow and we will have more and more personalized experiences and all over will be sensors and devices deployed in our life. And nobody mentioned how much fun this stuff is. Really, if you really exciting. I'm sorry, new device. Aditya, you get the last word before I close. Yes or no and one sentence, why? Yes, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, you know, we may be doing this next year in the metaverse. I look forward to that. Thank you very much. I just hope I have a less clunky headset there. I want to do gratitude to Sam Lukundi. Thank you, Sam. Tom Soderstrom. Don't go away, everyone. We'll chat afterwards. Angela Nikora, so happy to have you here. Another Thank woman you. in tech. I value you. Aditya Varma, so happy to have the public sector represented. A shout out to the three people behind the scenes, Janelle Along Diakabana from BMC. Janelle, thank you so much for your leadership and working on this. Stephanie Grubb, she's away somewhere enjoying a beach and she earned that vacation. She deserves it. She's wonderful. And Hannah Cho at BMC as well. And thank you to Gabe, our engineer at Voice America, coming back after a week of COVID. We're so happy you came back and you're well enough to do the countdowns. I think my guest did a really good job. And I'm just going to say thank you to all on LinkedIn. Everybody wave goodbye to LinkedIn and wave goodbye virtually thank to you. Voice Voice America you, Business Channel. Thank you. Don't go away. This is Bonnie. Thank you for listening to The Savvy Innovators, presented by BMC Software. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You may start small, but start today. Where will your innovation journey begin? Reach out to BMC Innovation Labs at www.bmc.com to chart your digital transformation course.